last week I began a new series talking about the purpose that time plays. And so last week I was talking about the purpose of the past. And so today we're going to be continuing that series and talk about the purpose of the present. And the present is probably the most important uh, piece of time because that's the point where all of our decisions are made. Right? We can't really make decisions in the past because that's gone. It's already happened. And we can't make decisions in the future yet because it hasn't shown up yet. We have to wait until it becomes the present before we can do anything with it. And so that's where all of our decisions are made. That's where all of our actions take place is in the present. And I want to talk about exactly how we manage the present that we've been given and the decisions that we make within it. So I'm going to use a passage of scripture today that I was actually planning on doing a whole sermon on this passage of scripture anyways, and it just so happened to coincide perfectly with talking about how we should deal with the present, because in this passage you have Jesus addressing three different people and the decisions that they are making at this time. And so he actually gets to give direct input into the decisions they are making as they are making them. So let's look at this passage. It's Luke chapter 9, verses 57 through 62. It says, As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. This is one of those passages of scripture that I like to point out when people say that Jesus was only kind and loving and gentle. Because Jesus is not being very gentle with these people. He's being pretty straightforward and not even all that kind. But there are points that he is trying to make because the decisions that these people are making are not good decisions. And I want to kind of go through each one of them and explain why the decisions they weren't, that, that they were making weren't very good decisions and what we can learn from that as it relates to how we should view the present as a whole. So let's start with the first man. First man tells Jesus, I'll follow you anywhere you go. And Jesus says, foxes have dens, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. So what's going on here is that this man is in the middle of making an emotional decision. He's probably caught up in the uh, feel around him, and everybody's here following Jesus and listening to his teaching, and, and he's going to pledge to follow Jesus. And what Jesus is doing here is he is pointing out the repercussions of that decision. And he's telling this man, look, I, you can follow me, but be aware that I don't have a place to lay my head. I don't have a nice place to stay. I'm going to be on the road traveling. It's going to be not easy. It's going to be difficult. 
And so what he's doing is he is recognizing that this man is making a decision purely out of an emotional response. And Jesus wants to make sure that he is thinking through this decision before he signs up for it completely. And what Jesus wants this man to realize is that the decisions made in the present impact the future. And that this man needs to realize that choosing to follow Jesus isn't going to be something that he just chooses in this one moment. But after the high wears off, after the emotions go away, and rather than being a popular teacher that everyone loves, that is performing miracles and and giving free food, that a time is going to come where he is being led to the cross to be crucified. And is the man still going to be willing to follow Jesus at that time? Jesus really wants him to realize the weight of the decision that he is making in order to ensure that it is not just an emotional response. And I think uh, this man parallels really well with Peter um, on the night before Jesus was crucified where they're sitting around having the Last Supper, and Peter tells Jesus, I I would die for you. I'll go anywhere you'll go. I'll die for you. And Jesus says, will you really die for me, Peter? Well, before the sun raises this morning, this next morning, you're going to have denied me three times. See, just like this man, Peter was making an emotional commitment that he wouldn't be able to sustain. And really any kind of emotional decision is like that. They don't tend to last very long. And so what Jesus is wanting this person to be aware of, and what he's doing with Peter as well, is saying that there is more to this time than just this present moment. And if you're going to decide something, if you're going to sign up for this, You need to make sure that you think it all the way through. Don't just get caught up in the emotions. Think it through because this present moment will impact your future. And we need to take that principle to heart as well. That our decisions, our actions in the present impact the future that we are going into. And so rather than just getting caught up in the emotions, we need to make sure that any decision we're making, that we are thinking through those decisions. So that's the first man. Now let's talk about the second man, that Jesus told him to follow him. And the man said, well, I will, but first let me go and bury my father. And Jesus is pretty hardcore in his response, where he says, let the dead bury their own dead. Not a very sympathetic statement. And that's something that uh, challenges me a little bit, where I would say to myself, you know, I I don't think I would want to say it that way. I would want to say it differently. And I think that makes me realize something in my own heart, because in that moment I'm saying that I wouldn't say something the way Jesus would say it. And so that's something that I'm in the process of working through and Maybe there'll be a sermon down the road about the strictness of Jesus. Um, But Jesus does say it very straightforward. Let the dead bury their dead. 
but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. So the reason why Jesus corrects this man that wants to do something that we think would be perfectly reasonable, that he wants to go and bury his father before he goes off following Jesus, the point that Jesus is making to this man is that he's distracted. And yes, the thing that he is being distracted by is an important thing. To give his father the honor of a proper burial is an important thing. But if the man left to do that, then he would be distracted by that away from something that is even more important. Jesus wants him to recognize that there's nothing that he can do for someone who is dead, but there are things that he can do for people who are still alive, which is to go and proclaim the kingdom of God to them. And so this man is actually being disobedient in that moment because Jesus is fully aware that his father has not been buried. And yet here he is out here listening to Jesus. So it's clearly not an urgent matter. And Jesus gives him instruction, follow me, being full aware because Jesus is God incarnate and knows all. He knows that this man's father was dead and had not been buried yet. And yet he still called the man to follow him. So then the man was being disobedient by saying, I'm not going to do that right now. I know you're calling me right now, but there's something else that I want to get done first. And Jesus is saying that other thing, although still important, is not as important as what I am calling you to. You can't do anything for your dead father, but you can go and preach the kingdom of God to people who are still alive and spiritually dying and need to be rescued by the saving grace of God. And if this man doesn't follow Jesus now, he is going to miss opportunities to reach the people that Jesus is calling him to reach. Jesus wants this man to realize that the present doesn't last very long. And there is someone who needs him right now, who doesn't have time to wait. And so rather than getting distracted by something that is good, Jesus is calling him to follow in a course of action that is best. And it's really easy to get caught up in good things that you miss the most important thing. And it's easy to get caught up in, well, I'm just going to do this little thing really quick and then this little thing really quick. And it turns out that a lot of little things quickly become a big thing. Something that can stop you from doing what you know you need to do. I'm reminded of Proverbs chapter 6, verses 10 and 11, that says, A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief, and scarcity like an armed man. 
talking about, you know, you say, well, I'll just take a little nap and yeah, I'm a little tired, so I'm not, I'm not going to get to that yet. And kind of that procrastination and putting things off. And eventually you realize that the day is over and you didn't get anything done. I'm sure each and every one of us have had a day like that, where we just put something off for a little while and then keep putting it off again and again and again until we realize we've missed the chance completely. And that is the point that Jesus is trying to make, is that the present doesn't last very long. There's not enough time to get distracted by things. There is something of great importance right now that needs to be addressed that Jesus is calling this man to, and he's being distracted by something else. And so we need to take that to heart in our life and make sure that we are always focused on what the greatest need is. That we don't get distracted by a lot of little good things, but that we are always obedient to the theme that God is calling us to right now. Because we do not want to miss the opportunity of doing what God has called us to. Because if we don't jump into that as God is leading us into it, then God is going to have to find somebody else that is willing to be obedient. The present doesn't last very long. It's here for a moment, and then it's gone. And so we have to make sure that we are making the most of it, not simply doing nice or good things and being distracted by those things, but remaining focused in the obedience to the things that God is calling us to. So those are the first two men. Now let's address the third, the one who says, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. And Jesus replies, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. The problem that this third man has is an unwillingness to let go of things. Now, he does tell Jesus, I will follow you, and I'm going to go back and say goodbye to my family before I follow you. But Jesus knows that, one, this is just putting off the inevitable, and also, what do you think is going to happen when that man goes back to his family? Do you think that they're going to hear, oh, you're going to go follow Jesus, this man who has no place to lay his head? Wow, that's great, wonderful news, I'm so happy for you. Or is the response probably going to be more like, wait, wh where are you going? Why are you leaving us? You have helped out so much in our family, we would like you to stay here and continue to help us out. Don't go anywhere, we want you to stay. Now, when I first, uh, not even first, uh, up until I was studying this passage for this sermon, I always kind of pictured that this man was the head of the household, the father, who had a wife and children. And I thought, well, that seems kind of responsible for him to go and say goodbye to his family and make sure they're okay before he leaves. But I don't think that that's really the case here. I think this is more of the son in the family. Someone who is not married, who doesn't have his own family, but rather the family that he grew up in. And if you put it in that context, this makes a whole lot more sense. 
where Jesus is saying it's time to step out of the nest. It's time to leave mom and dad and come to where I'm calling you. And you, if, if you just want to say goodbye to them, you can write them a letter. You can do whatever, but I'm calling you to f- do this right now. And if you go back, you're going to get comfortable again. They're going to tell you about how much they'll miss you and want you to stay. And you'll go back to say goodbye, but you'll never return to follow me. That's why he says, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. He's saying you need to let go and move forward. Jesus wants this man to realize that the present always becomes the past. And just like how I was talking about last week, the past isn't meant to burden us down. It's not meant to hold us back from going into what God is calling us to. And whatever we have in the present, eventually that's going to become the past. And we have to be willing to let that thing become the past, to realize that it is temporary. It doesn't last forever, and it shouldn't last forever. This concept of the present quickly becoming the past and and everything that we have being temporary reminds me of one of my sillier uh, illustrations, I think, because it reminds me of when I was in Hunter's Ed and they were teaching me how to shoot a bird. And let me explain that. Because when you shoot a bird, they teach, teach you this in Hunter's Ed, you do not want to shoot aiming at where the bird currently is. Because that bird is flying through the air, and by the time you pull the trigger and your bullet flies through the air, that bird is not going to be there anymore because it's been flying the whole time. And so you want to aim ahead of the bird because you want to make sure that by the time you pull the trigger and the bullet flies out there, that that bullet is going to be where the bird has traveled during that whole amount of time. You don't shoot where the bird is, you shoot where it's going. Because you have to realize as you are aiming that the position of the bird is temporary. Where it is right now is not where it's going to be in half a second. And you need to plan accordingly for that. And be able to let go of where the bird is so that you can aim to where it is going to be at that time. Its position is temporary. And really everything that we have in life kind of fits in that same standard where it is all temporary. It it doesn't stay. Everything from earth is temporary. It passes away. Things rust. Things break apart. Things deteriorate. And I'm not just talking material possessions either. I'm also talking about institutions. Those fall apart. They don't last forever. Everything that is established on earth, everything that comes from earth is temporary. 
the only thing on earth that isn't temporary is each person's soul. And that doesn't come from earth, that comes from heaven. And everything outside of that is temporary. And so just like how you can't, you know, aim to where the bird is because you're expecting it to stay there forever, you shouldn't go through your life with what you have now expecting to hold on to that forever. Or you'll miss the goal of life. You'll miss what God is calling you to. You need to be willing to let go of things and let the present become the past. Otherwise, you will end up being burdened by it, and it will hold you back from doing what God is calling you to do. This man wanted, didn't, didn't want to separate himself from his family. He said, you know, he does say he's going to go say goodbye, but he's already out there. He's already listening to Jesus. And I just thought of a much better illustration that I should use. Let me use another illustration. Okay. This is a better one. I'll probably change it when I preach this sermon um, at my church. But when I was a kid, um, we would have some money. And if we were at the store and wanted to buy something, like any other kid would do, I would tell my parents... Yeah, will you please buy this for me, and, and then uh, when I get home, I'll give you the money and, and, you know, pay you back. And they would always say, no, because you have to have the money with you to buy it. And the reason they would say that was because they knew that when I got home, I would realize that I didn't really want that thing as much as I thought I did when I was in the store. All right, it's kind of getting, kind of going back to this idea of getting caught up in an emotional decision. You're caught up in the moment. Jesus knew that that's very much what could have happened to this man. That he goes home and the emotions die down. And he says, you know what, I'm, I'm really comfortable here. And so that's why we kind of have to balance this idea of, of really thinking things through, not rushing into a decision, but also hold that in tandem with realizing that the things we have in the present are temporary and that we sometimes need to be able to let those things go and that we don't become comfortable and complacent where we're at because that will move us to a place where we're getting distracted and we are no longer doing any kind of action at all. So all of these different points come together and work together. Where, no, we don't want to make emotional decisions, but we also don't want to get distracted by things, and we need to be willing to let things go, realizing that they are temporary. So all of these different points that Jesus makes to each of these individuals kind of come together to show us what the purpose of the present is. The purpose of the present is for us to verify that we are continuing down the best path. To take that time to reflect and say, is this really the greatest need 
that needs to be met? Is this the best path? And to make sure that we are always continuing down that path and not trying to hold on to where we are now and everything that we have now because it's all temporary. The past is for us to verify that we are continuing down the best path. Making sure that we are thinking through our decisions, focusing on the greatest need, and being able to let things go as it moves from the present to the past. So what is God calling you to now? Where is God directing you? What is the greatest need that you can meet in your life where you are? And is the path you are taking now just a nice path full of good things? Or is it what God is calling you to, which is the best plan for your life? And that is the perspective we need to keep on the present. So that concludes this sermon in the pocket. As always, if you have any comments or questions about any of this or any other topic, feel free to contact me either through the Sermon in the, Fi- Sermon in the Pocket Facebook page or email me directly at sermoninthepocket at gmail.com. And as always, I encourage you to share this with other people to help get the message out there. But until next time, thank you for taking the time to listen, and I pray that God will bless you as you go throughout your day. Thank you.